Thanks for tuning in to Inspiring Women. This is the next in the WBL series. I'm speaking with Mary Flipsy this week, and she is the founder of Prefer Care. She's also a longtime WBL member, and in this episode, she's going to tell us about how her experience as a senior executive at a large company has been so helpful to her in the founding of her new startup. She also is going to tell us about some of the signature programs of WBL and how important they have been to her professionally, as well as the new Boundless campaign. To hear more about this, let's tune in to Inspiring Living. You can tune in every week, subscribe here. And thanks again for tuning in now. Let's hear from Mary. This is Inspiring Women. I'm Lori McGraw. We are doing a special set of episodes here at the WBL conference. And I am so excited because Mary Flipsy, who is the co-chair of the Boundless Campaign, which we're going to be talking about, is with me today. And um, this is something new. We're trying to do this. WBL is an important organization, women business leaders. I have been a member for several years. And at WBL, we showcase and feature exceptional women leaders in healthcare. It's an excellent community. Community, I'm proud to be a member. And Mary, I'm so happy to be talking to you today. Well, Lori, I'm totally excited. I've been listening to your podcast, Extraordinary Stories. And in fact, I bought a book uh, from one of the your podcast oh my uh, members. And it was, it's about what to say, how to get your customers to talk to you. And yesterday, I learned that 50% of all cancers are avoidable. So I learned so much from your podcast already. Thank you. Well, it's I'm only so like excited. incredible women. All right, Mary. Okay. I'm now I'm blushing. Okay. So let, but let's start with you. So in addition to all of your WBL work, which I want to talk about, I want to talk about you um, as well. So what do we know? What do we know about Mary? We know a lot about Mary. She's the president and co-founder of Prefer Care, which is a startup organization working in the payer and provider space. However, Mary comes from a lot of decades of being a senior executive at very significant companies companies, leading mergers, acquisitions, doing general counsel work uh, for multi-billion dollar companies. So lots of experience. Um, Mary, give us a little bit of your bio sketch. Oh my goodness. Okay. So thank you for mentioning Prefer Care, a little startup. We've been at it for about three years. We are, I can smell the money. <laughs> we've, we've gotten connected with angel investors and it's extraordinary uh, group of people who have multiple relationships very similar to WBL relationships. And um, and I'm also on a couple of nonprofit boards. One is a not-for-profit hospice, and another one is for women and their babies in addiction recovery. Okay. Yeah. And so I've served six years on that board, and boy, we've gone through a ton of stuff. Just uh, last year, opened an $8 million facility for this tiny little, you know, homegrown nonprofit. Anyway, that's tons of fun for me. But before that, I served almost 10 years as the chief legal officer of a publicly traded company. My stats are five CEOs in five years. <laughs> Full board refresh. No problem with any one of them, no. I'm sure. <laughs> Full board refresh during my tenure and two activist campaigns. So I ran out of um, belt for notches. Yep. And uh, I was very fortunate to be able to leave in 2020. Of course, at the end of the first year of the pandemic, where we had had tons of um, 
layoffs mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, in, in good company with so many people and that company uh, survived and did very well post that. But then afterwards I had, you know, some things change in my life. My mother actually passed away mm-hmm. right after I left. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I probably need a few months to process this. And then I was introduced again, relationships. I was introduced to the startup group and uh, they told me what they wanted to do in American healthcare. And I think it's incredibly disruptive. It's nothing novel, but it's using people to deliver care to people who need it with eyeballs on them multiple times a year, rather than just seeing their physicians twice a year. And um, so before that, I did a stint in pharma for about five years, fully integrated, branded specialty pharma. And before that, I was 13 years overseas in Southeast Asia. Mary, you've done so many different things. And one of the things that, you know, we have with seeing at this conference, which mm-hmm. is several hundred senior executive women, um, you know, people with as accomplished careers as you, we know that like 40% of senior level women are actually dropping out. And this is a, a post-pandemic um, type of statistic. It's alarming. And so, but I see other women like you as accomplished going into startup land, multi-billion dollar companies, public companies, international global awareness. Why a startup? I mean, the level of energy and commitment, it is, it's something else. And it's all sort of like fun, you know, maybe to, as you're succeeding, um, but it is nothing but a boatload of work. So where's your energy coming from? I'm not sure. Um, I do know one day it's great. The next day it's horrible. The next day it's great. The next day it's horrible. And a friend of mine said to me, um, raising money was the absolute most fun he's ever had. And it was the worst thing he ever had to do Mm -hmm. with his startup. And I'm finding that. But I also find a tremendous amount of generosity in uh, in the community, people wanting to help you, introducing us to folks. I mean, it's just constant work to get through the number of introductions and form relationships. Um, And I feel, you know, I feel like I've, I've got something to give to that. And that's, I think, the really exciting part, instead of going into a large organization where things are set up, um, functions are set up, I actually sat down in the first two months with this startup group and tried to go through everything that I knew about how to set up a company. Oh, my. And made a huge list. And it was incredibly invigorating because I didn't think I knew all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were talking um, earlier in this conference, so I want to talk about WBL. But one of the conference, uh, one of the um, speakers was talking about the earn, learn, earn, and return, return. virtuous cycle mm-hmm. for senior executive women mm-hmm. in terms of just you know at the beginning when you're working so hard earning a tremendous amount, but then going into the return. And so it sounds like you're back in this um, loop again. You're back at the learning, taking everything that you've done, earned, and now returning and bringing it to a new set of players. Oh, 100%. What I think the, the difference in learning at this age with this experience is I'm not daunted. I know that the answer is there and I will find it. It's just a matter of getting through the pages and the information. And so that that is a very different place to be. And you also cut through a lot of nonsense. And most of the nonsense is lack of confidence that you had when you were younger. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know, as Daphne said this morning, it's inevitable. 
So we know that success is inevitable. It's just a matter of how long you're at it, right? Mm -hmm. So that level of confidence is a lot different. It takes stamina though. It also takes experience. And I Mm -hmm. think we've got some of that. So let's start with WBL. First, tell us a little bit about WBL, Women Business Leaders. When did you join? When did you become as involved as you currently are? So it's so interesting that Daphne talked this morning about um, learn, earn, and return because when I really started to get involved in WBL, I was really earning. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our WBL colleagues, Vicki Shepard, Vicki Shepard and I were colleagues together at this publicly traded company. And Vicki had been trying for a couple of years to get me really active. And I said, Vicki, I, I can't, I've got to keep my head down. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, you've got to go. I'm pulling you in and I want you to go to the summit. Mm-hmm. It was my first uh, event. Well, um, Vicki also said to me, you should understand that at WBL, you give and take, you should expect to do business. And so what I like to say about Vicki is she dunked me in the blood of the lamb with WBL and showed me how to connect with people, how to give back to people. And and what I did in return was I was able to go back to my own team and say to them, pull your head up. I want you to improve your profile, increase your exposure and do more mm-hmm. because that's what Vicky did for me. And that's what WBL's done for me. But I also have a really great additional WBL story. You do. I do. So can you tell us? Yes, I can. I can. (laughs) This one I can. Well, two stories. But one is we were looking for a CEO for my startup. Mm -hmm. And one of my WBL colleagues, Tony Tashiro, who's the chair of the membership committee, called me and said, you know, I think you'd like to meet my former CEO. You guys probably have a lot in common, you with your startup and him having started up two companies. And I said, well, that's great. Please introduce us. She introduced us. We hit it off pretty well. We didn't speak for another month. He got in touch with me and I said to him, I think we really, I really need you to talk to my partners. He's now our current CEO. Oh, tremendous. And it was just because Tony knew me, knew what I was going through and knew him, but the trust, the, the powerful relational power of that introduction reduced any concerns he had and reduced any concerns that I had because I knew that Tony had deep affection for me and wanted only the best for me. Yep. And she had the same for him. Yep. And so he's now our CEO. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations. I mean, so one, you know, one other thing about WBL and just, you know, as a member myself, um, there is nobody in the network. If I have a question or a call, whether I know you or I don't, if you are a WBL shared member, That's right. um, they will take the call and probably in healthcare, it's two or three degrees of separation That's from right. whoever you want to connect with. So I've really appreciated the camaraderie um, and the spirit of WBL. Let's talk about like some of the other signature programs at WBL, WBL, because beyond just sort of the networking and everything else, um, there's a very strong board program. We know that 30, I think we were at 22 and now we're at 32% of boards have at least one um, female, female board board director. And that's an important program. You are on several boards, Mary. Tell us what the WBL board program is. Okay. Um, I I love talking about the board program because I was there at the inception. And 
how you might imagine a program would work would be to bring lots of people to talk to the participants. And what they did was they had hospital board members, trade association members, private company um, board members, and public company board members. So it ran the gamut. And then after several years of doing this, what we found was, uh, and I won't take credit for it. I mean, this is this is Eleanor and her team saying, you know, we're losing contact with one another. We have this really great board program, just like the summit. Mm-hmm. Summit is full of wonderful, warm feelings and connections, and um, and less so with the summit. But with a board program, which is a day and a half, you know, people would leave, get really busy back into their, you know, busy lives and really demanding roles and kind of not take care of themselves, mm-hmm. right? In terms mm-hmm. of what they need for the board and what they need to be pursuing. So WBL changed that and created cohorts mm-hmm. led by what I call some of the most connected women in WBL. And the promise was this, if we don't know the person that you want to talk to, we will find them. Mm-hmm. If they are not in the WBL network, we will go. If, for example, let's say I wanted to go beyond the board of Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, Lori, could you, I, I really want to, I've researched Bloomberg. I love them. This is why I'm great for them. Uh, Lori would find somebody in WBL and get me to go talk to the Bloomberg folks about being on the board. That cohort went on for eight months. Yep. And the contributions that those leaders gave, it was extraordinary. Yep. And I have been involved with the board program earlier as a mentor, as a, not a mentor, as a moderator. Yep. And But the last two years, I dug in, I did all my homework. Last year, I left the board program and I looked Marianne Mason in the eye and said to her, Marianne, I didn't finish my elevator speech. Mm-hmm. Okay, consider I've been doing this for six years. Yep. And I said to Marianne, I haven't finished my elevator speech because she leads the work to do the yeah. elevator speech. And she gave me such a disappointing look <laughs> that I was crushed. <laughs> I went home, I finished my elevator speech and I texted her and I said, I have finally finished my elevator speech. Well, it obviously worked because you're on several boards now. And again, just for you know, some of the um, listeners out there, you know, while this is an executive group at WBL, another thing about this board program is that 75% of board positions are filled through people's networks. So when you have less than a third of boards with women on them, that That's networking right. is so important. That's right. But Mary, uh, you know, in terms of just like what's next for WBL, the Boundless campaign. Oh, yes. So this was launched last mm-hmm. year. Um, what is it? Why is it important? Well, um, Lynn had this really great idea and I happened to be at last year's summit. Lynn had a really great idea that we are like what Safi mentioned earlier is that we're at an inflection point, WBL is. So 25 years, the world has changed. What are we doing for women? So Lynn came up with this really great idea that we would create another campaign to create capacity inside of WBL to support women-led startups and CEOs who are women of startups. And, And what do we do? When you think about WBL, like, what are we gonna invest? Like, we don't, we don't really have money. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do have is relationship capital. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to invest in these women. So when you think about startups having come out of an incubator or out of an accelerator program, they're 
they've got some good training, but what they don't have are all these relationships that we have. And that's what we want to pour into this group of women because we need to close the investment gap. Women only get 2.93%. of the capital goes to women-led CEOs. Exactly. And we said that's wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Because we know that the more women who are involved in healthcare, the better it is. The Mm -hmm. more organizations that have women in leadership, the better they are. That's not me, just me saying that's not WBL saying that. Those are studies that continue to confirm this. Essentially, the more diversity you have in leadership positions, the better you do. Yes. And so we intend to do exactly that is to create more capacity in the system, right where healthcare is delivered in these women. And, and we're going to ask WBL members to mentor them, to guide them, to continue to help out. And so this is a fellows program and these women will be fellows of the program and we're launching it this year. Well, I think it is so exciting. I mean, just investing in the next generation of women leaders. We all know there's a leaky pipeline when it comes to leadership for women. So providing not just the relationships to help them build their business, but also the fellowship and the connections that can help them in what is a difficult journey. It's lonely at the top, as we all know. If you're a woman, if you are someone of color, if you're someone of other, you are even lonelier. Mm -hmm. And so having just surrounding these people um, with this program. Fantastic. So Mary, since you have worked on your elevator pitch, oh. why don't we close out with the Boundless Campaign elevator pitch? Okay. 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 I'm going to make Marianne proud of me. Okay. I try. Um, the WBL Boundless program is intended to invest WBL's extensive relationship capital in women-led startups and CEOs of startups who are women. And what we will do is give them access to the summit, which is our signature program, and also access to experts and advisors in our extensive WBL network. Well, that is fantastic. And the boundless campaign from WBL, please, please join us in helping this next generation of women. This is an inspiring women conversation. I've been speaking with Mary Flipsy and Mary, thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.